New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. My wonderful co-host Andrea is away today. Well, we're going to be talking all about cooking oil myths because honestly, We've got to get it straight when it comes to cooking oils, what oils are good for us, and the good fat, bad fat whole thing. So we've got the perfect guest, Bruce Fife, N.D. He is a certified nutritionist and naturopathic physician. He is the author of more than 20 books, including The Palm Oil Miracle, The Shocking Truth About Palm Oil, uh, The Coconut Oil Miracle, and much more. Dr. Fife, welcome to Naturally Savvy Radio. Thank you for inviting me. It's so nice to have you on the program I just think, like I said, it's so important to talk about these because often I'll hear from people who say, well, should I, well, what should I be cooking with? And from my understanding, there's a lot of differences in terms of if you're cooking on high heat or low heat, but despite that, you really want to stay away from the vegetable oil. So let's jump into the first myth. The reason vegetable oils are so plentiful is because they are more nutritious and versatile for cooking. Well... You know, unfortunately, the vegetable oils that you see in the store, the corn oil, the soybean oil, the safflower oil, all those typical familiar oils are really the last oils you should be using because they are the most unhealthy. And the reason for that is because they are chemically uh, unstable compared to other oils which means that they break down, they um, uh, oxidize, they form free radicals uh, fairly easy. Now, free radicals are molecules that are very harmful to our bodies. They uh, promote premature aging, they degrade our tissues, and are associated with many types of diseases. And this breakdown of these vegetable oils increases whenever you heat them, and most people use them for cooking. And so when they put it in their uh, baking or in frying, they are greatly accelerating this degeneration, this oxidation process that is creating all these toxic uh, free radicals that are so harmful to our bodies. So uh, vegetable oils are not the healthy thing people tend to believe they are. All right, so we're talking about corn, safflower, soy, uh, canola. What what other oils that we want to avoid? Safflower oil, uh, sunflower oil, all these typical oils you, you see in the grocery store. You know, it's so interesting because I have a sunflower seed uh, sensitivity now. That's probably not interesting to people. But what is interesting <laughs> is I was looking for... Just look at, I don't really eat potato chips, but I was just curious and I was looking at different chips and corn chips and things like that. And almost every single one has suddenly turned to sunflower oil. So I'm guessing it must be cheap or something because it didn't used to be that way. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it seemed to have proliferated everything. Well, I always look at ingredient labels before I buy anything. And if it says sunflower oil, safflower oil, uh, canola oil, soybean oil, corn oil, if it has any of these ingredients, I won't buy it. I won't eat it. You know, it's interesting, too, because I was told that coconut oil is okay at high heat. And then I was told that, no, 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 that's not true. You can actually damage the coconut oil if you use it at high heat. Can you address that for us? Because I sure. think that is very important because here on Naturally Savvy, we are cuckoo for coconuts. <laughs> 
Well, coconut <laughs> oil is a preferred cooking oil. It is very stable, and it is more stable under heat than the other vegetable oils. So it is a safe cooking oil. You can cook um, any type of food in coconut oil. However, there is temperatures. If you go up too high, any oil will degrade and form these free radicals, including coconut oil. So you don't want to go to real high temperatures. But you um, usually this is um, geared by the smoke point. And the smoke point for coconut oil is about 360 degrees. And you can cook anything at 350 or so degrees. So you can even stir fry. So you can cook anything with, with coconut oil if you don't take the temperature way up high. Oh, okay. Now, I was told if you are going to occasionally fry something, that avocado oil is actually the best. That has the highest smoke point. It does have a relatively high smoke point. Um, however, it's not as stable as coconut oil, which seems maybe kind of confusing. Um, sure. Some oils may have a higher smoke point, but they actually start degrading at lower temperatures. And so coconut oil is actually um, a better oil for cooking because it doesn't degrade as quickly as avocado oil, even though avocado oil has a higher smoke point. Does that make sense? Well, that's interesting. It does. I'm just trying to figure this out because I found these potato chips for my daughter just for like occasionally because I'd rather, you know, I'm one of those kids that grew up, no junk food, total health food, net mom. And so I eat as much junk food as possible everywhere I could get it. So I don't want my daughter to be like that, like that. So I'd rather have potato chips, you know, that she could have now and then. And I found some that she loves that are made in avocado oil. And I was thinking, oh, these are better because of the high smoke point. So now I'm like, should I get the ones cooked in coconut oil then? Or is it, I guess I'm not saying any of them are good for you, but I'm trying to find the lesser, <laughs> the, you know, two evils. Well, Avocado oil is definitely better than the corn oils and the safflower oils. But if you can find one cooked in coconut oil, that's the one I would go for. Oh, how interesting. Okay, that is that is good to know. All right, let's jump into the next myth. Because palm oil contains saturated fat, it's also not good for our bodies. Yeah, that's an old myth. You know, there used to be the idea that saturated fats were harmful. They promote heart disease. And that was the theory for many years, but more recent science has shown that that doesn't hold up. Uh, saturated fats aren't the evil villain they have been made out to be. They do not promote heart disease. There's been a, a couple of very interesting uh, studies that have actually gone back and analyzed all previous studies on saturated fats and heart disease and found that people who eat the most saturated fats don't have any more incidence of heart disease than those people who don't eat any saturated fat. So saturated fats do not promote heart disease. Now, are you talking about saturated fat also that comes from animal products or the saturated fat that comes from coconut and palm oil? I'm actually including all saturated fats, even the animal saturated fats. You know, how do we get this across to people? Because this is one of those things. I mean, just the other day, I interviewed a cardiologist on another show I have, and she was still towing the party line of, nope, you still want to avoid those animal fats. You got to watch out for your cholesterol. And I'm thinking, have they seen the new research? Or is this just, you know, how do we shift this paradigm, Dr. Fife? Well, you know, unfortunately, we have been ingrained with this idea that saturated fats cause heart disease. 
days for the past 40 years or more. And so doctors haven't been ingrained in that. And they've been teaching their uh, patients that for years and years. And it's very hard to change your way of thinking. And I've, I've heard, and I really believe this, is that it takes a new generation to come along to actually accept new science. And so new doctors that are coming out on the field are recognizing this. But the older doctors, the doctors have been practicing for 20, 30, 40, 50 years are still stuck in that old mind frame. And it's hard for them to change their ideas. Yeah, it is, because I tend to believe, and I think the studies show, that it's more from sugars and refined flowers that are causing heart issues, exactly. in addition to diabetes and a bunch of other situations that we don't like. Exactly. The overconsumption of, of sugars and sweets and refined grains and such is really at the bottom line of causing heart disease, diabetes, diabetes obesity, uh, even Alzheimer's and other conditions. Sugar is the culprit, not fat. You know, you just brought up Alzheimer's. Uh, let's talk about the, con- I just want to jump to the connection between Alzheimer's and coconut oil, because I've heard that coconut oil can be very helpful. Oh, it's marvelous. Uh, in fact, I have a whole book written called Stop Alzheimer's Now, which describes how to use coconut oil and a proper diet in order to stop and even reverse Alzheimer's. And basically what research has shown is that Alzheimer's is a form of diabetes. It's now called type 3 diabetes, and it's basically diabetes of the brain. Uh, you have type 2 diabetes, which is insulin resistance, so the cells can't absorb glucose effectively. In Alzheimer's or type 3 diabetes, that occurs in the brain. The brain cells are unable to efficiently absorb glucose for energy. And since the brain cells aren't able to uh, get this energy, they begin to starve, degenerate, and die. And this is what leads to memory loss and loss of person's personality over time. Now, the great thing about coconut oil is that the fatty acids that make up coconut oil are unique. They're known as medium-chain fatty acids. And these medium-chain fatty acids, when you eat them, a large portion of them will be converted into an alternative source of fuel called ketones. And so our bodies can use glucose or it can use ketones for its energy. And the great thing about ketones is that even if you are insulin resistant and cannot absorb glucose, your cells will still be able to absorb ketones. So if you have ketones available in your body, if you have Alzheimer's, your brain cells will absorb the ketones and use that for energy, keeping the brain alive and functional, and not only keeping the brain functional, but stimulating healing and repair. So we have people, and then we Alzheimer's patients, and we give them coconut oil, and they notice drastic improvement. That is so great. You know, I... I hate that I don't like coconut oil. I mean, my co-host isn't here today, Andrea Donsky. She'll fry her eggs or cook her eggs in coconut oil. I mean, she'll use everything. I just don't like the flavor. So here's a good, here's a, I'm like, here's a good question. <laughs> Pat myself on the back. No, I don't know if it's that good of a question, but I I found some that is tasteless. Now, my concern with this or, or not as strong flavor coconut oil is they obviously had to process it more, right? Because it's, it's doesn't, yeah. have, but is that still better than you? I'm assuming that's still better than using 
the vegetable oils we talked about. Talk to us about that. Yes. There are basically two types of coconut oil you'll find in the store. There is the virgin coconut oil and then the non-virgin or the processed coconut oil. And the virgin coconut oil has the least amount of processing, so as a consequence, it has it retains the coconut flavor and aroma. And some people like it and some people don't. The non-virgin coconut oil is processed more, and in that processing, the flavor has been removed. But all the good things that make coconut oil good, like the medium-chain fatty acids, remain. So even the processed coconut oil, the tasteless coconut oil, is healthier than any other oil out there. Oh, I am so happy to hear that because I ended up, I wasn't sure, so I was kind of nervous to use it. So I've been using it to take off my eye makeup at night. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm realizing I'll keep that one in the bathroom because coconut oil makes a great makeup remover and then I'll get another one to put in my kitchen. All right. So that that definitely makes me happy. You know, speaking of of, uh, taking care of your skin, I just mentioned using coconut oil. I want to mention our great sponsor who is NeoCell. They are a fantastic brand. They make wonderful products with collagen. They are the number one collagen brand in the world, a leader in the field of nutritional science. They've got things for your joints, for your hair, for your skin. You can take up, you can take their supplements. You can take their wonderful, chewy, yummy mint chocolate and their acai berry chews. And it's a really, really great company. And here at Naturally Savvy, we just love them. So I just wanted to give a shout out to NeoCell. All right. So we've talked about, uh, because the next myth was for health reasons, canola oil is best for frying. So we've already talked about that, but let's jump into that a little bit because it still seems like people like you go to a restaurant and there's a menu and it'll say all of our food is fried in canola oil and everybody's like yay but that we're not we shouldn't really be shouting yay right no i cringe when i see that (laughs) because you know (laughs) canola oil um may be better than some polyunsaturated vegetable oils but it has a major problem and that is all the canola oil that you find being used in restaurants and in and in processed foods in the store, is from GMO canola. So it's been genetically modified. And this is bad because when they genetically modify it, they're changing the genes. So you don't know what that's going to do to your body. And even worse than that is they genetically modified these plants so that they can withstand heavy doses of pesticides. And so these plants... um, are always have huge residue of pesticides in them. So even mm-hmm. in the oil, they're going to have pesticide residue. Now, I've seen at Whole Foods on some of, like they'll have their prepared food and they'll have their kale. And I've seen it, it'll say cooked in non-GMO canola oil. Now, I'm guessing we still shouldn't eat that or on occasion, if you know, you're know you in a hurry, it's not the worst thing. Or do you still count it as one of those oils we shouldn't use at all? I still count it as one you shouldn't use at all because even though they do have the so-called organic uh, canola oils, to, in order to um, make the canola oil, they have to do some pretty scientific, extensive um, development to the seeds. And although it, these organic canola oils aren't technically GMO, they are not natural either. They're kind of in between a GMO and, you know, a, 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 you know, bread um, seeds. And so in nature, you can never have a canola plant. It's a rapeseed plant. 
but they scientifically alter it to make a canola plant. Okay, I get it. All right, so we're going to lump that in with the beginning about not using the vegetable oils. Uh, the, the last myth we're going to talk about is there's not enough difference between healthier oils and the less expensive oils to justify the cost. Well, I think we've already blown that out of the water, but let's, <laughs> t- let's talk about it a little bit more, Dr. Fife. Definitely. You know, I wouldn't eat any polyunsaturated vegetable oil um, if I had the choice because there is some very real health concerns. As I mentioned, uh, they break down very easily. In fact, these vegetable oils are breaking down when they're on the store shelf. They're, they're oxidizing and causing these free radicals, even when they're sitting on the store shelf. Exposure to sunlight, heat, and oxygen will spontaneously cause them to oxidize. And, you know, you look at the oils, they're in clear bottles, they're exposed to light, they're exposed to the temperature in the room, and even at room temperature, they're degrading. Um, and they have oxygen. When they were produced in the factory, they were exposed to oxygen. And when you take them home and you open them, they're exposed to more oxygen. If you use them in heating, and so they get more unhealthy as time goes on. Dr. Fife, this has been such great information. I love speaking with you here on Naturally Savvy Radio. I'm so glad you clarified this for me. Okay, so it's so funny. My daughter's going to laugh. So I got her the coconut oil chips. I'm like, no, 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 we can't have those. You should have the avocado oil chips. And now I'm going to be like, wait, wait, wait. I got to <laughs> take your avocado. And don't think she's eating these all the time. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, this is a whole other subject. But if you deprive too much, I think it can go the other way. At least it did with me. So I just want to make sure that there's some, you know, fun uh, snacks that her friends have at their house. Theirs are full of junk. And uh, I got to get all the other mothers, too, on the coconut oil bandwagon. In the meantime, Dr. Fife, I got my work cut out for me. Tell us how we can all learn more about you and your great work. Well, I would, I would invite you to come to my website, which is www.coconutresearchcenter.org. This is a non-commercial site. Uh, see, there's no selling, no drop-down menus that try to sell stuff. It's just an educational site with a lot of articles, videos, nutrition facts, research studies, um, coconutresearchcenter.org. Well, that is so great. I will be checking it out again. I really enjoy it. Dr. Fife, thank you so much for joining us here on Naturally Savvy. People can go to iTunes and subscribe. You can go to RadioMD.com. Be sure to check us out. Uh, We are on Instagram at It's Your Health with Lisa Davis and at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy. Everybody, thanks so much. Take care and stay well.